Testing. One, two, four. One, two, three. We're testy. Mm. A testy. Testicle. Hello. Oh, hello. And welcome to another real... Batch. Real nonsense. Batch. Bachelor. (laughs) Bachelor mini-sode. Uh-huh. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm your other host, Julia. And we definitely do this every week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, Last week was Women Tell All. We felt like there wasn't much for these women to tell all about. No, that was stupid. we thought we'd spend about, you know, no time discussing that and combine it with the, I almost said Final Fantasy. Oh, I like that, though. Fantasy Four. The Fantasy Suites. Final, final I needed fantasies. to do a little voice exercise before we started. <laughs> yeah, you did, I'm Mrs. A little tongue-tied over there. Twisted and dried <laughs> up. Um, so what did, but, I mean, what did you think about oh, the women tell-all? So the women tell-all. There's only really a few little things that I have to say about it. Oh, I remember what happened. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> nothing crazy except... Katie, Katie, Katie was kind of attacked, I feel like, by all the women. Yeah, what the heck? Maybe most of the women. Um, Yesenia did defend Katie. Mm. um, And I found that kind of alarming. I didn't understand it. Chelsea. I feel like Chelsea came out of the fucking woodwork with beef with Katie. You're kidding me. (laughs) No, she really, really did. I felt like. Um, she took almost Katie's response personal, and I feel like Katie wasn't directing what she said, which I believe what she said was, you know, you, you played a part, you have to own with own it with the hate that you're getting now that the show's over. Mm-hmm. And I think that was obviously directed to the women that played a part. Victoria, who's sitting there saying, I'm not a bully and I don't deserve any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, those people. Like, I felt like Chelsea... If, and Chelsea if, was like, why are you coming for me? Yeah, bitch, if the shoe don't fit, don't put it on. And and she was making it fit in that moment. And it wasn't necessary. So. Kind of made me wonder, what is she guilty of? Yeah, there was that. So Brittany gets a, Brittany who was sent home, um, and she was the one that uh, Hannah spread the rumor of her being a escort. Hannah apologized to Brittany, which, the, you know, that was good. It was nice to see the women not be catty during the apologies and just be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's, that sounds great to me. I want to move past this. I don't think that it was hurtful. I feel like all the women pretty much did that at the Women Tell All, which is nice. Besides Chelsea. Besides Chelsea. Um, we saw Abigail have an interview and they talked about how she has been a huge champion in the deaf community, which... I could imagine, and I we love Abigail. Do love her. Uh, Piper had a little interview, which me. Serena P. of course had an interview where she was asked if she had any regrets about leaving. She, I feel like she tiptoed around the question and just said that you know she's going to be happy for him, no matter what he does. She did seem emotional during her interview, but she kind of seems to be at peace with her decision. Yeah, but didn't really. You know, she says she still feels guilty, but it would have been a disservice to stay. So I don't really think she regrets it. She just feels bad. So Matt James and his big beard came out. um, And he says that nothing could have prepared him for the moments where the woman um, with the drama and everything and everything that happened. And he said, but every single woman did give him energy throughout all of the experience. What a guy. 
Uh, him and most of the women have like little one-on-one combos. Him and MJ talk. Him and Serena C have a little conversation. Serena C just wants to cover her own ass, you know, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey Matt, I hope you don't think I'm a bad person." Um, Victoria talks to him. She gets real emotional about feeling like a <laughs> yeah. fool, even though she's the one that I don't even understand. But Victoria and him talk. Katie and him talk. She tells him that she was caught off guard, but she gets it. He. I one thing that I will say. One like every women tell all someone does it, and they're like, "Why? Like, why'd you send me home? Like, why?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because you're on a reality a show. dating show where he's dating 25 yeah. other women. You can't stay forever if he's more interested. Than you someone know else. how it goes. You know how it goes. That's... Like what? Like don't ask him why. That's like asking anyone why you broke up with someone. Well, it's I like, mean. Um, the answer is obvious. It's literally written in the sand. Well, and for this, it's like the answer is I'm dating 14 other women. Yes. And some of them I might like more. And that's really just what it is when it comes to The Bachelor. You know, it, it genuinely. Well, and a lot of the time, and this goes for real life, too, it's it's usually not you. You no. know, it's, it's usually not you. So, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, and then they do cap off the women tell all with eye-opening kissing footage of Matt, which is my favorite thing ever. The women kind of all rallied together in the opinion of it's terrible. He didn't realize it was even a thing before the show, which is so crazy to me. I guess no one told him before. Who didn't tell him? I know. I... I need to talk to his exes. But I feel like that makes sense as to maybe why he's single because that's creepy to me. I don't think I could actually go through dating a guy that always kissed me with their eyes open. That's mm-hmm. so weird. No, I I just, I, I, it's so creepy looking from the outside. And I imagine that like if I was kissing someone, my eyes would also be closed. So maybe I wouldn't notice. But like from an outsider, like watching this show, it just looks so Freaking creepy. It does. It's well, like he wants to kill them. I know. That's the thing. And and I know some of the women were like, you know, obviously they keep their eyes closed, but there were a couple times where like they would peek, which I'll peek when I'm kissing or whatever, for whatever oh, reason. Oh, we got a peeker. I'm a peeker. <laughs> um, but... The whole time, and, and, and some of them were, like, they were shocked that when they did open their eyes for a second that, like, he yeah, was like, staring at them. Yeah, like, you would have to, them. like, close your eyes really yes. quickly. Oh, fuck. I'd start la- – I don't even – I oh, talk about a turnoff. Okay. But that's about it for the women tell all. Um, I was convinced for whatever reason for like, from like the previews they played of the next episode that this episode was the finale. Uh, it wasn't. It was just the – I keep wanting to say the final four, the final fantasy – the fantasy four. It's the fantasy suites. Yeah, and there's only three. So I don't know. I don't know. I, d- so I mean, the, I get it final four, but let's just not. It's even. not even a thing. So fantasy suites is um, all compiled into this two-hour episode of love, love, and a heartbreak. Okay. So our final three going into this episode is Miss Rachel, Miss mm-hmm. Michelle, and Miss Brie. What did you think going into this episode? What did you think was going to happen? Um, I figured that either Michelle or Brie were going to go home. Yeah, me too. I figured it was Brie, but I I didn't want to – I love Brie so much, and I didn't really want that to be the case. So I was – I like Michelle, but I love Brie. <laughs> and so I was kind of hoping that, you know, Michelle would go home, but, you know. So we start with a conversation with Matt and his father and 
I think that that was like the realest thing that The Bachelor had shown, but I honestly did kind of feel like maybe that was a conversation that they shouldn't have exploited for views. I agree. I felt very like, oh, fuck, should I be watching this? Like, I, I like almost wanted to like look away like, oh, God, like, I don't want them to see me watching. No, I completely understand. And that's something actually that I, um, I found an article last night when I was just doing my scrolling as I do. And it was about that exactly. And how he, Matt did take to Twitter after it aired. And he, um, he said tonight's combo with my dad was hard to experience. And it's just as hard to watch all this time later, especially knowing the world is watching with me. I just wanted to say that too often we see dangerous stereotypes and negative depictions of black fathers in the media. And they have consequences when presented without context. All I hope is that people watch that conversation with nuance, care, and also an understanding that there are real system systemic issues at play. I'm so proud of myself for being vulnerable, and I'm so proud of my mother. I wouldn't be who I am without my dad, and that's a fact. So I think it is very powerful. Um, I think it is very important to think about the systemic, you know, what's at play behind airing something like that. And... Mm -hmm. It, this is the first Black Bachelor, um, and there is a, a stereotype of Black men not having their fathers in their life. And so to highlight, which I feel like hasn't been done with any other Bachelor or Bachelorette before, something so personal, especially when it comes to a father's absence, it's kind of crazy to see. And, and I feel like very blatant of the production to put out there. Yeah, I just personally feel like it was something that, like, probably was a conversation that probably should have been just between him and his father, not him and his father in all of America. Yeah, it was just for, it was it was something that they needed, they probably needed more insight into who Matt is last minute, and they probably needed some, mm -hmm. something big. I mean, he did beauty. have the conversations with the ladies, but... I don't know. It felt a little too personal for me. It was me. weird, yeah. No, for sure. Um, but it, the episode does start out with that. They have a they have a very deep conversation. It gets kind of heated. This is also where we learn that if Matt wanted to have a celebration, he would do it at Chuck E. Cheese. He would. Yeah. Of all places. Mm -hmm. That guy, can you can someone say down to earth? Down to earth. He's like, if if I were to be celebrating with my new wife and celebrating this journey. We would be not at Nima Colon. We would be at fucking Chuck E. Cheese, Cheese baby. You had their pizza. So stellar. Good. So um, Michelle has the first fantasy suite date. She does. She does. Her and Matt spend their time at a spa. They get very oiled with butter. They do a little traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. They do. They... Which, sign me up. I would never... Put my toes in some porridge and call me a biscuit. <laughs> and call me the little golden bear or Goldilocks. <laughs> I don't know if it was porridge or oatmeal. Certainly. I wish I could have sniffed Matt's fingers with him. Because the way he was walking around and <laughs> sniffing those fingers... Like, dipping his fingers in everything and putting it so close to his nose. So funny. He's such... What a guy. Um, but they look like they had such a good time together. They really do. I really like their connection. Um, they... they Of course, this is the time where they get to talk about 
the lasting feelings of meeting the families and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, and so there's also a lot of discussion of what it was like of meeting Michelle's parents and that time together. And Matt tells her that he felt like the most comfortable with her in that position. And I felt like, I mean, I definitely remember thinking that he didn't seem comfortable with Serena. Uh, And I can't remember what I felt about him and Michelle, but... Um, they did retreat to their little overnight fantasy suite for some good convo and maybe some good loving. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and this is, uh, this is one of Matt's, uh, things, because Michelle opens up and she says that she's in love with him, and Matt turns around and says, thank you for sharing that with me. Yet again. (laughs) We've got another one. (laughs) And I'm like, Matt, I know. Matt. I and know. I think the other time, because she said it twice on the little nighty night, and um, maybe one was in the morning, whatever. But the other one, he just kissed her. And I yes. was like, Well, and I feel like, and of course, we're going to get to this one next, but I feel like he was the same exact way with Brie. Oh, yeah. You know? And oh, yeah. It's just very interesting to see. to see. And and the other part of Nima Colon, Rachel is having a mental breakdown. Yes. While uh, Matt is blowing Michelle kisses. Yeah. Yes. Off the balcony. From the, like Rapunzel with his hair <laughs> let down over the fucking balcony. This man is the cheesiest man I've ever laid my he eyes is. on. I love him for it. I do love but him. But the way that he said, huh, Michelle. <laughs> and then she turned around and he said, he almost like threw himself over the balcony too. He extended <laughs> so hard. But, um... <laughs> His farewells this week, Gibby. No, for real. I wish that he would have done the same thing and, like, blown them all a kiss on the way. <laughs> Instead, who was it where he stood that in his suit jacket and his running joggers? Oh, <laughs> That was Brie, wasn't it? It was or, Brie. Okay. Oh, yeah, because we didn't get to see Rachel. We'll get there, but... It was Brie. It was Brie. That had us rolling, you guys, but we'll get there in a second. Okay. So Rachel's struggling as they're waiting for uh, Michelle to fucking come back, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the hardest time for the women, in my opinion. I was talking to a oh, friend God. earlier because they watched the show um, yesterday, and he was kind of saying that, like, he just felt like all of a sudden Rachel was being so dramatic. They know what's coming. Like, you know what's going to happen at this point in the show. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, they do, but imagine... You, this is the point where you know fucking is probably going on. Oh, absolutely. So, like, you're watching these women come back knowing that they just fucked your boyfriend. Yeah. That's a whole other layer to I mean, the, yeah. the nutso, in my opinion. You know it's coming, but to sit there and, like, look at them all Like, they're smiles. just not on, they're not just on a date. No, y'all, Brie floated back into the fucking resort <laughs> <laughs> when she came back. She did. She, I did not see her feet step. <laughs> And she was glowing. Yes, she had that. She had that after fuck glow. You know, <laughs> she her smile couldn't have been bigger. It took up the whole room. Like it, it's so funny. Yeah, she had that dick glow. And it, it's and every I feel like every season the two girls that are back at the house they always they try so hard to be like oh, oh so how was it nice what did you do it. And it's so... Ah, I love this part of the season. Me too. But we do see Rachel begin to freak out. She does. And with that, Bree's like, well, I'm going to go get ready for my overnight. <laughs> it's been nice being stuck with you, Rachie. <laughs> I gotta go. It's been nice listening to you spiral. She but passes Michelle, the baton to Michelle. To <laughs> um, so Bree and Matt meet out in the woods. Are faced with... 
an outdoorsy experience, although Brie nor Matt are, I think, are at all outdoorsy. No. Maybe Matt a little bit more. Matt had a big secret up his sleeve. He, he said, did. He did. He said, I got a big secret. I've never been camping. Yeah, he said, I've I'm never been like, Matt, who's never town. been camping? They had a lot of boner jokes. Yeah, this they really was tried to relate to kind young America. I love camping. I love boner and boner jokes. <laughs> Take me camping and joke about a boner, and I am elated. Cloud nine, happy everybody. girl. <laughs> um, so they at first, I mean, I think we all thought maybe they were spending the night in the tent for. Are you making coffee? I did before, oh. but now it's off. I, you know, I think we all might have thought they were spending that the whole night in the tent, which I felt kind of sad, but it was a whole prank, funny haha. Matt is such a jokester. Mm-hmm. He gets us every time with his three ha ha ha. Yeah. And Bree said oh, ha ha ha. Bree and Matt have the same laugh. The <laughs> same laugh. Bree and Matt have the same laugh. They just all go ha ha. If ha, you ha, didn't. Ha. Like their laugh is so literal. Like I think a robot. Taught them how to laugh. It's programmed, and like there's a little battery pack in their back. <laughs> Truly. And it goes, ah ha ha ha. Like their parents wrote down ha 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 and said, this is how you laugh. And, and inserted so they, it like a dollar bill into a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of their lives, they just have to ha ha ha. <laughs> they can't do anything. They else. literally have the same laugh, so you would have thought that would have kept Brie, but it didn't. Oh, um, yeah. So, spoiler alert. Uh, so, over their dinner, though, they both reconnected over absent fathers, which I feel like was probably a really good time for Matt to kind of go into something like that. He probably had a lot to get off his chest. Yeah, and he did touch on it with every girl, but in a different way it was yes. brought up, which yes. is probably really good for him, too. Yeah, because he can connect with these women in different ways. Granted, again, this whole briefing hurts so bad because you would think that, you know, with such a deep connection, and it obviously has nothing to do with Bree's vulnerability, um, that that would be something that might stick out a little bit more to Matt. But, hey, it's okay, Matty J. Um, but... We do have a great bachelorette contender. I know. We do. We really do. I would love to see her as the bachelorette. Me too. Um, she confesses to Matt that she loved him before they headed to the fantasy suite. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Matt's just kind of chugging along. Just thank you so much. Yes. Um, and then that's about it. We see them get up in the morning. They have a good, cozy, little cuddly time. It seems like everything went it well. It seemed very... Um, Matt didn't say much. No. But he was pressing her body all up against his. Mm-hmm. In her little silk dress. Looking looked, cute as heck. Amazing. She looked incredible. And then he walked her out in his suit jacket. <laughs> and his workout pants and his slippers. And his undershirt. So he looked amazing. I don't know why they had to do him like that. I think I don't. I think he did that himself. He said, "Well, it might be a little chilly. Let me just put on <laughs> that my jacket." That was literally the walk of shame outfit that we all wear, and Matt James just wore it out on national television. And I hope- to let her walk home. I know. Like he didn't have to. Like he couldn't. Like really, he couldn't have been chilly. She was for, dressed. Like- <laughs> Like, she is, she, he had time to put, to get dressed. And he, like, my thing is, is you're about to head back into that house, Matt. You can't be chilly for ten fucking seconds to say bye to your lady. Be chilly. Don't put on Before your you do that, your jacket. cobalt blue jacket. <laughs> and you're, he literally had on, like, silver shining fucking pants. It was a super suit. Help him. Help him. <laughs> okay, um... 
So then we have Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel's last. Last but not least, as they say. <laughs> um, Rachel's spiraling like a goddamn top. Yes, she really is. She was clear. <laughs> Whoa, I just rubbed my foot up your leg. It was pretty obvious, like when Matt went, when Matt, when they met up with each other, that mm-hmm. she was not okay. Um, I respect her for kind of just getting it right off the dome. Yeah, because she know? stopped while they were yeah. doing the ceramics, and she said, "Um, actually, I'm not okay. Can we talk for a little bit?" Yeah, and so they went and they talked, and Bree. Not Brie. What the fuck? I do this every episode. <laughs> Rachel, she uh, she kind of opened up about how she's just kind of freaking out and blah, blah, blah. And so then Matt uh, tells her that he's falling in love with her. The only woman he says words he's ever, to. He's ever this entire season. Yeah. And this is the second time that he's done this. Yeah. Yeah, and at first, you you know, we were wondering if it was because maybe the producers were like, hey, you can't Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But he did it again. She, I mean, Brie was saying so much to him. And again, you never know what's edited out, but it just seems like he's not saying anything, not even close to Rachel. Rachel gets all the assurance that's like, I feel like really genuine from his heart, not surface level assurance. I think, yeah, he's, I mean, it's, it's obvious that he's most, like most invested in Rachel and also something interesting is if you guys remember in one of the previews for one show, we see them because Rachel's wearing the same red dress that she was wearing at this point when they're, oh wait, we haven't even gotten to the ninth portion. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I don't want you to forget your thought though. No, no, no. I, I wrote okay. it down. He, when, they're talk, when, when they're having the conversation about her anxieties and her fears and her worries and that, you know, they were going to get to their date and he was already going to have his mind made up or forget about his feelings or whatever. Um, they also go back to to Rachel slamming to the earth and Matt being horrified, basically. Um, He's like, remember that one time when you took a face plant from the sky into the earth? Your hair stayed in the sky. <laughs> but He's like, man, that really freaked me out. I can't get over it. I can't get that image of you out of my head. And it's really scary. <laughs> when he sat up and your hair didn't move a muscle you you looked like oscar the grouch (laughs) you looked like the bride of frankenstein (laughs) um and he was like that was really the first time i was like what would life be like without rachel and so they i feel like that moment for them was huge and Mm -hmm. so much more of again those other women just needed a near-death experience (laughs) So <laughs> they unfortunate. should have done themselves some favors and yep. thrown themselves off of something. Off of something. Anything. Anything. There, I, there is a lot of windows in that Nima Colon house. Yes, there are. Choose one, throw out, and then have Matt James blow you a kiss from upstairs before he comes to rescue you. <laughs> Ow. Because that's what a gentleman does. <laughs> that's what a gentleman does. <sighs> okay, here I come. <laughs> Are you all right? If anyone blew me a kiss, I think I would absolutely break up with them. Would you catch it? Do you think that? No! Do you think that, that like... <laughs> Just... <laughs> absolutely not. No. Well, you have to, like, loogie do... sound it when you caught it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't catch a fucking air kiss. Are you kidding me? All right. God, what am I? In a rom-com? I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to test you one day, see what you do. I'll catch it, but... <laughs> Like, I wonder if that's, what's the word? Um, uh, 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 
Um, so anyway, so then we get to the night portion of their date, which I feel like Julia has a lot to say about. So <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so in a preview and like on a previous, previous episode, we see Rachel and Matt having conversation and she's in the same dress and they're having a conversation about race and dating someone of the opposite race. And she's like, skin color, like, shouldn't mean anything to me. It's like, if love, like, if you love the person, love is love. And it's like that whole part got completely cut out of this evening part. And I'm thinking, is it because of the controversy? Like, do you think that the producers are just, like, letting this roll, the controversy roll? So I think that's really interesting. I didn't really recognize that. Now, I do wonder, which I guess it doesn't make any sense because, like you said, they wouldn't air – Julie and I talked off thing for, like, two seconds. But they wouldn't air this next episode uh, because I was wondering maybe – in the preview, we see Matt James is very emotional, we see something else happens. It seems like Michelle is also very, very emotional. So part of me is curious what the fuck that's about. But it shows Rachel emotional too, sitting on the ground. It does. And so I'm I'm wondering if does the whole race thing with Rachel come to light in the season finale? Everyone's been talking about how The Bachelor never addressed it. You know, was, was it just a plant for failure for Matt, whatever? Um, do they wait till the final? The f- final... The finale well, also, to address it, and that's why he's emotional. I don't know. I don't think that they would go back and re-edit anything to say something about it. You know what I mean? If anything, they would take something out and then address it at Women Tell All when it's live. Oh, that's very you know true. What I mean? Yeah, so like that's why I feel like my little theory there doesn't really make much sense mm-hmm. um, after really digging through it. But it's just very interesting because I am just stuck on trying to figure out what the fuck happens with Matt next episode. I just think he gets cold feet. I don't Do you think, think he's so? ready for an engagement. Absolutely not. Especially having this conversation with his dad, I think, next week. And his mom comes next week. I think I think shit's going to hit the fan for him. And he's going to be like, oh, crap. This is an engagement. This is marriage. This is real deal. That's very true. That is very true. I mean, I just feel... I don't know. I'm just so... I'm, I just want to know why everyone's crying. Oh, because they're about to get engaged. I, <laughs> I would cry too. I know why everyone's crying. I'd be so fucking scared. <laughs> yeah, everyone seems horrified. I guess I would be too. Um, one thing I did forget to mention, actually, about the women tell all. Um, we the next day we see articles start to come out, and some people notice while watching the women tell all. Um, what's her name? Heather. Heather. That there's shots of from the like from behind the women tell all. Uh, of her sitting behind Katie, but then when Katie's being interviewed, she's nowhere to be seen. A lot of also speculation is like, is that because, you know, she was there a personal interview with her and Chris Harrison about her five minutes of being on the show that never aired. And then they decide to pretend she was never there. And then are her and Matt also together now is also speculation. So it's all kind of interesting. And I bring that up to say that I feel like, maybe there is some serious turmoil and not necessarily a happy ending at the end of the season. And he is already kind of dating around. And maybe that's what's going around. One of my friends said maybe um, someone in his family passed away of COVID and it was too much. And that's something that no one would really expect. And it adds to the drama of looking like something happened, but nothing mm-hmm. actually happened. Yeah. Um, I feel like they all tend to get cold feet at the end, though, just because it is so quick. Yeah. And typically they do have just a bunch of, like, yeah. of 
scenes of people crying and everyone getting just super emotional because it's like there's an engagement tomorrow am i ready does he love me do i love them? i think that for the women but i i'm talking matt literally being like oh are you i don't okay know if now? i can do this anymore no and walking away oh yeah I like i i just know. i'm so fucking curious as to like you know, is he still sitting on his dad conversation? Is he... I are going to say, is he still sitting on that curb to this day? Oh, is he yes. still on that curb? Anybody it's been three him? months and he's still on the curb. He's been on that curb since Serena P sent him home. <laughs> <laughs> on his own season. <laughs> but, so, I, I'm just so... Oh, I can't wait. Serena P sent him home. I literally cannot wait. I can't wait either. It seems like the rest of this season is just going to be... Can anything get between Matt and Rachel? Because I personally can't be Michelle. I think that there's too much in the water for it not to be Rachel. Um, will it last? I think by the time that women tell all, or not women tell all, um, the after the final rose, I think that they'll already be broken up or like something will have happened. Yeah. But um, can anything get between Matt and Rachel? We'll see. I know. I guess we will see. And I mean, there's also been talk Oh, Brie about, goes home, by the way. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, there was a cocktail <laughs> party. Brie goes home. I feel like we mentioned that so much in the midst of the episode. <laughs> yeah. But Brie did get sent home, which was sad. Um, Rachel was, I think, pretty concerned that it was her for a second. Mm-hmm. She looked very sad, which I could understand after having all that anxiety. But she doesn't realize, but she does in her gut, I feel, that mm-hmm. he's the only one giving her that energy back. Yeah. So... Yeah. But, if nothing um, happens, Mich- I mean, Rachel's obviously got it in the bag. Absolutely. Not Michelle at this point. Absolutely. Um, That's all for... Oh, I know. About- there was there was, some, there was some talk about the statement that Matt James finally put out about Rachel. Um, um, oh, oh. And how in the beginning of his statement, he was like, this has been some of the toughest few weeks of my life. And like that's a, pe- a lot of people were saying that... They feel like his post is very clearly and blatantly like if she was like it's not anymore and because he had to go through a breakup because of it or something and that's why the past few weeks have been so difficult or whatever. So of course we as in Nation can peace we do this. This is what we do. Um, Over speculate and look at everything but I was laying in bed last night reading all these articles and stuff and I was like that is interesting that his you know. Because this wasn't filmed. It is. It, it's just an interesting statement to come out and say and to begin with. But anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a finale episode. Thank heavens. I know. I'm ready for this season to be over. Me too. Uh, and then also we'll have a regular scheduled Real Nonsense episode out this Saturday. So if you haven't already, check out those regular episodes. We appreciate you guys so much. And have a great week. Have a great one. And we'll talk to you Saturday. Adios.